Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. It is Labor Day weekend, which... What does that mean? Uh, If you Google the history of Labor Day, you're going to find many resources and articles and documentaries uh, to help tell the story of why we have this holiday called Labor Day. What was interesting to me when I was looking it up a little is that the idea of a day set aside to honor laborers is widespread among many countries. This is not just an American thing. For us in our country, the origins generally point to the late 1800s to the rise of labor unions and that the unions were the driving force behind getting a holiday to acknowledge the contributions of America's labor force. Um, In the series on missional presence earlier this year, we talked about how each of us, every one of you, are sent to your places of work and that your work is a meaningful part of your worship. We worship God all through our life, not just in this prescribed hour on Sunday morning, right? So I want to reiterate that, and I want to also encourage us to be grateful and appreciative of each other's labors and the many labors that make our lives actually work. So in one of the lectures that I attended this week, the professor, Dr. Self, was telling that, you know, he he was talking about work. And and he said he has this um, template, and I'm not going to be able to get it all straight, but he said, just in the act of me catching a flight, there are hundreds of people doing all kinds of jobs that allow for me to get that from from the um, uber drivers to the the person that checks me at the at the curb and takes my luggage to the baggage handlers that get it onto the plane to the ticket counter to the gate operators to the baristas that are making the coffee to be ready for me to take with me to the uh, flight attendants to the mechanics working on that plane that thankfully it has both wings and all the wheels and all the stuff, you know, and that, that um, example can be repeated in almost everything we do. Everything that we participate in, there are hundreds of workers that fed into that even being possible. And so we need to have that understanding that our work is important and and that it is a part of worship and to be appreciative of the labors of others. But as I was preparing these notes, the passage of Matthew 11 came to mind where Jesus said, beginning in verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. 
let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. I think one of the reasons this phrase came to my mind is that in the King James Version, and because of the era I grew up in and the amount of scripture that I memorized and learned and heard sermons, so much of the King James is just still in my head, in my heart. But that verse says, come to me, all you who labor. And so that word labor, where, where we read in the New Living Translations, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, that's what it's talking about. Those of you that are laboring, are working, are carrying these burdens. And I, so I want to offer this invitation from Jesus to each of us, because in this room, not one of you is a slacker. You are all workers. You are hard workers. You are laborers. And we are praying together for God to send more laborers into the harvest, both here in our church, here in our community, and for laborers to be sent out from this place. So let us together receive that rest that Jesus offers here. Continue to learn the rhythms of being yoked together with him. I want us to think about rhythms today as we read this psalm. We're going to look at Psalm 90. And I want you to consider this idea of rhythms, the way life ebbs and flows. <laughs> the reality of how we experience the goodness of God and yet sometimes fail to be thankful. Or maybe sometimes we go through times of not feeling his presence. This psalm is a prayer of Moses. So it's one of the oldest of the psalms. He was the leader of God's people in the Exodus, the great prophet of old. So let's think about the rhythms he experienced in his life, in his upbringing, uh, in his fleeing to the desert, in the acts of God in calling him to be the deliverer, in the plagues, in the 40 long years of leading the nation of Israel through the wilderness to the promised land. Our friend Moses experienced some ups and downs and some really different seasons and rhythms in his life. But let's hear what he wrote in this prayer in Psalm 90. The title says, A Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from beginning to end, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. For you, a thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are like grass that springs up in the morning 
in the morning it, it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. We live our lives beneath your wrath, ending our years with a groan. Seventy years are given to us. Some even live to 80, but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Oh, Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes! Make our efforts successful. This is the word of the Lord. So did you pick up on some rhythms in this prayer? The, the reality that we start out blossoming and then we wither. But then he asked for the Lord to refresh us every morning. Um, the reality that God spreads our sins out before him, but then he, we ask him to let us see you work again. The great theological debates through the centuries often wrestle with the idea of faith versus works, grace versus human effort. The rhythms of life require that we are working, we are striving, and we are laboring. When I was thinking about the rhythms, and maybe because of this study that I've begun, one of the things that we're studying is uh, revivals in history. And the rhythm of the reality of there being a revival and then sort of a falling away, and a revival, and a falling away. And that even to the, back to the time of Moses, we see a similar rhythm, a place where he starts out, you, Lord, through all the generations you've been our home. But then this crying out for this, where are you? When are you going to come back to us? When are we going to see you at work again? And the reality is, I, I want there to be the revival to end all revivals. <laughs> the, 
that, you know, to, for, for it to just be so powerful and so all-encompassing and such an awakening that then it's done and, and, no, and, and we'll never have to worry anymore because everybody will come. Well, that is going to happen, but that's, it's, it's, that's, that, that's the day of the Lord. That's the end. Until then, there are going to be these rhythms. There are going to be these, these realities that we have to keep praying for another revival, for another awakening. We have to keep trusting God to reveal his glory to our children. It's not good enough that some children back in the great awakening saw his glory or in the second great awakening or at Azusa Street. We need to pray for God to let us see his glory for our children in our generation, for there to be a revival now. Amen? Amen. And the whole idea of this labor and work and striving and God's kingdom, that is, that's what we're working for. That's what we want to see. We want to see God at work. <laughs> this phrase where he said, and let us, your servants, let us, the people working for you, God, the people that are trying to see your kingdom go forward, let us see you work again. It's not enough for just my work. I try hard. I work really hard, and you do too, but guess what? It's just a drop in the bucket. It's hard to see what that's going to look like actually moving anything forward. But when God works, when he does it, that's when, we, that's our heart cry. Lord, let us see you at work again. And you bring forward an awakening and a, and a true work of God in our lives. We are called to work in his kingdom. And I don't know how that's hitting you at this moment today. If there's weariness, if there's that sense of what would it mean to come to Jesus, take his yoke upon you, um, and, and feel energy that that would provide the the reality of hooked up to the engine <laughs> that really gets us moving rather than just me on my own trying to pull this heavy load but that's the invitation for us that's what we are called into and to, to the ability to take advantage of what Jesus is offering to us in our labors. So rhythms, we, we have to acknowledge the seasons of life that are difficult. The reality that even in, this Psalm said, even in the best years, and this is, I, I can say this has been true in my life, 
lots of good stuff, lots of wonderful stuff, joyous and rejoicing and things that we would say, praise God for that, at the same time, in the same time uh, measurement, whether it's years or months or whatever, some bad stuff happened. <laughs> some hard stuff happened. Some really difficult challenges happened. And we're not quite as able to say, thank you, God, for that. But we can be thankful in the middle of that and, and realize that these rhythms are very real. And to move away from a sense of um, disappointment when, when we're on the downside of those rhythms. But that's when we're better able to hear the invitation, come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Amen. The final thing that I see in this psalm is the way he ends it. And may the Lord our God show us his approval. If someone was to just come to you right now and say, do you feel that God is pleased with you? Would that be an easy question to answer and I can tell you from my experience it's been a struggle to answer that question I have felt unsure of the answer I want him to be pleased with all my heart but but is he and 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 that's it's actually been a thing I've had to work through with with spiritual directors and, and with even with therapists, like to come to this conclusion, is God pleased with you? And I want us to say, look at this from the prayer of Moses, and may the Lord our God show us his approval. I want you to hear the approval of God on you. I want you to see the smile of God toward you and hear that reality that we are able to be in a place where our God is pleased with us and we don't have to be fearful of his wrath that Moses talked about earlier if in fact we have humbled ourselves before him and come to him, then we receive that smile of God. And then, the la and then he says it, and, and he repeats it, and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. This is a heart cry that, oh, God, please let whatever I'm doing actually matter. Please let it make a difference in my world. Please, God, make my efforts successful. And I want to encourage us today that most especially as we are in service to the king, that I am praying that, that your efforts, 
efforts are blessed and anointed and that God's favor be poured out on you and that you do receive that smile of God's approval and that sense of him making your efforts successful. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what I have for us today. And I pray that that reality touches you. I, as we were preparing in worship, just the song, Your Labor is Not in Vain. I told Rachel, I was like, I think that just preached the message right there. This reality, your labor is not in vain. Because the, in, the Apostle Paul wrote, anything you do for the Lord is not in vain. He takes it. And he has promised us that he will take it from there. And that he is with us. He is with us. As we answer Jesus' invitation to come to him, he is going to give us rest. And he is with us. Amen. Amen. And he's going to revive us and refresh us and awaken us and allow that to our efforts to be successful. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for your smile. I pray for your glory to be revealed to our children. Let them know your presence and your glory and your pleasure with them. And I pray for all of us as we work and labor and want to please you and do, that our efforts would be according to your will. Guide us in wisdom. Help us to understand the rhythms and the brevity of life, that we could be wise, and that we would give ourselves to those things that live forever. Mm. I pray for rest for our souls. That is an energy. <laughs> it is a, a strength that, our, that will satiate the weariness and the, the weakness that we feel. We take your yoke upon us, O oh God, and work alongside you, Jesus, and accept the energy that you provide. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know everyone here that I can see in the room, and, and I know that you have said yes to Jesus' invitation. I want to offer to anyone who's listening or watching, if you have not said yes to Jesus' invitation, the, the reality of the cross that we sang about earlier is that Jesus himself took on himself our sorrows, our pains, our suffering, 
He won the victory on the cross. He gave himself as a ransom for many. And through that, we are invited to receive his saving grace. And I invite you today. The scripture says today is the day of salvation. That you receive that saving grace of our Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, let's go out with a blessing today. You are the salt of the earth. You know what? Let's go ahead and stand to receive this blessing. You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill, it cannot be hidden. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcasts and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.